0: Hello everybody and welcome to Leadership Lessons for Sport Managers, a podcast that discusses how popular leadership books connect to leadership theories and how sport managers could use the lessons in these books in their personal and professional lives. My name is Maya Bolger. And my name is Alicia Zduñak. And the purpose of this episode is to give you guys some insight into how the authors of our books define leadership and to provide you with some takeaways to utilize in your daily and professional
1: lives. So let's get this thing started. Okay, so I picked book, Primary Leadership, Unleashing the Power of Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman, Richard Boyatzis, and Annie McKean. What is unique about this book is that it established emotional intelligence in the business world and also made it a necessary skill for successful leaders. Moreover, it talks about how emotional intelligence impacts the performance of individuals, leaders, teams, and organizations others provide many real life examples of situations where a leader utilizes, uh, utilized emotion intelligence traits to be, uh, to benefits their workers and companies.
0: Okay, and so I had the opportunity to read Wolfpack by Ambie Wambach. And it was a pretty quick read filled with eight practical steps on how to become a good leader and change the world. So Abby begins the book with a great story about a pack of wolves at yellowstone park and she talks about how the wolves rejuvenated the dying landscape and so there's a great quote on page nine where she states the wolves who were feared by many to be a threat to the system became the system's salvation and so Wombick uses this analogy of a wolf to show that really anybody can be a leader and change the world if you have a wolf pack mentality and so then she begins to tell leaders how to develop these leadership skills and lead a pact and so many times people see leaders as these big prominent figures and abby which i love makes it her mission to let readers know that anybody can be a leader and lead from wherever they're at whether that's leading your family leading your staff at work leading a class or something big like leading a country and so Everybody really has the opportunity to lead at any point in time in their life. And I just thought that was amazing because many people really don't see themselves as, as leaders because they don't really fit into this worldly view of what a leader is. So playing off of that, Alicia, how did your book or author define leadership?
1: Yes, yeah, so uh, based on primal leadership, Leadership is an ability to use emotional intelligence traits and power of emotions to create positive, motivating, and successful professional work environment. Leaders master their character to be able to encourage and motivate their whole team to achieve their mutual goals. Author stressed on page number three that great leaderships work through emotions. So why emotions are so important? Emotions are a core of leadership concept because people work the best when they feel good authors of this book prioritize emotion emotions as the number one factor to creating a successful team they mentioned that emotions are the glue that holds people together in a team and then commits people to an organization so leaders should create positive and effective work climate to develop resonance we can achieve it when leaders drive emotion positively to brings everyone's best on the other hand author also also mentioned that negative negatively creates dissonance, negative and harm, harmful comments, as well as lack of empathy, decreases everyone's productivity and harms work climate. So my author has pretty extensive definition of leadership. What about yours, Maya?
0: Yeah, so much like your author identified or defined leadership in multiple ways, so did Wambic. And so overall, I would just say she defines leadership as owning your right to use your voice and actions and using those voice and actions to guide the lives of others and she has a great quote on page 43 where she says leadership is taking care of yourself and empowering others to do the same and I think one thing that struck me is Abby's emphasis on taking ownership of your right to lead and so another quote on page 43 She says, a leader is not a title that the world gives you. It's an offering that you give the world. And as I mentioned in my opening description of the book, Abby makes a point to tell readers that leaders aren't just the big prominent figures in the world, like the president, but it's your everyday person that takes ownership of their life and uses their voice to get people to reach their goal. And so going off that point,
1: How did your author, Alicia, define good leadership? Yes, so according to Goleman, good leadership means to implement resonance on your daily basis. To create resonance, we have to keep in mind that our behavior, emotions, and attitude can affect other people without us even knowing about it. Authors mentioned very interesting concept of mirroring. So uh, mirroring phenomenon means that people physiologically are mirroring each other's. Uh, So your emotion can influence people who surround you. Maya, have you ever been in a situation where you achieved your best results when people who surrounded you were positive? Or could you feel that there is a negative tension in the air? Definitely. Energy is a big, big variable when it comes to how you react and how you do things. Yeah, so even without saying words, our attitude can influence others' productivity. And so you have to be very careful what energy we bring up to group as another thing that helps to build resonance is just simply laughing. Others emphasize how powerful laugh can be. Goldman mentioned on page 35 that the most effective leaders use humor more freely even when things are tense, sending positive messages that shift the underlying emotion tone on, of the interaction. So let's switch now to the fact that leadership uh, development is self-directed learning. One of the oddest things about leadership and working with people in general is that to be better and having relationship with other people, you have to have a better relationship with yourself. Additionally, leaders should constantly try to improve themselves, so they should be uh, open for critique, wanted to improve and learn. Leaders also has to listen, uh, but also share emotion with he- with their coworkers. Authors on page twenty one uh, said that uh, provides us leadership provides us mutual comfort level and understanding. We have already mentioned emotional intelligence, however, I would love to provide a little bit more details about what emotional intelligence actually is. So emotional intelligence offers the essential characteristic for resonant leadership. There is a genetic component to it, however, uh, these abilities can be cultivated and strengthened, With mean, which means that everyone can learn and constantly improve them. There are four main domains of emotional intelligence, which are self-awareness, self-management, social awareness and relationship management. They all are connected to each other and each of them has a unique contribution to making leaders more resonant and therefore more effective. Right, and so
0: how you interact with others was a really big theme in my book too. Um, you spoke about energy and being able to read a room and being able to feed off of how other people are acting. And so Abby uses a lot of her personal experiences to define what good leadership means. And she talks about a time she had to step up and be a leader and when she saw others display leadership. And so this particular instance, Abby was the captain of the US soccer team. And she had been this in this position for many years. and. In her final year, she came to realize that she was just not in her best shape um, and the best one on the team anymore. And she was put in a position where she had to help her coach choose the starting lineup for the World Championship Tournament. And at that moment, when she was sitting down with her coach, she just had to realize that now it's my time to transition from leading on the field to leading from the bench, because she was no longer you know, the best player on the team. So. On page 42, there's a great quote where she says, if you're not a leader on the bench, don't call yourself a leader on the field. You either lead from everywhere or nowhere. And basically she's saying at every point in your life, you can lead and make an impact, but it's on you to have that self-awareness and social awareness and to lead from wherever you are to be a good leader. So that was pretty much how Abby described good leadership. How would you say your authors, Alicia, described what makes someone a good leader?
1: Okay, yes. Yeah. so according to my author, uh, a good leader should focus on primary goal, which is emotional task. Additionally, he should inspire and move people uh, with a compelling vision to get them excited about a common mission. Authors pointed, on, pointed out on page 83 that leaders with strength in a critical mass of six or more emotional intelligence leadership abilities were far more effective than peers who lacked such strength so following that thought there is no one correct way to become excellent leader it also depends on person style uh, however there are six main leadership styles which we can divide on four positive ones and two negative ones uh, so four positive leadership styles are visionary style coaching affiliate affiliative and democratic one. Um, negative negative uh, styles are pace setting and commanding ones. These last two should be used only in specific situations and leaders should be very careful with using them. Additionally, they should be able to easily switch between each of them. Being a good leader means that the leader is able to transfer his emotion and skills and implement it to his coworkers. After that, him and his team can create an effective environment that focuses on team self-awareness, team self-management and team empathy. Right. And so like you said, there's
0: no one best way to be the best leader. Um, but Wambach frequently identifies times when people around her displayed good leadership. And for example, she reflected on a time in the book um, when the national team got a new coach and the new coach was Pia Sundage. And this was a point in time when the team was winning off of literally pure strength and size. So when the new coach first met the team, she gave them a speech. And in this speech, she spoke about honoring themselves and opponents and teammates and began to sing them a song. And she even brought her guitar out. And so Abby describes like how shocked and the like the ideas and thoughts that were going through their head and she said the team was immediately thinking to themselves wow this coach has no idea what she's doing and we're screwed but she talks about has she talks about how as time went on they began to realize being a leader means being authentic and so on page 78 Wambucks says by showing us who she was and what she loved she taught us that real leaders know who they are and bring every bit of themselves to whomever they lead real leaders don't mimic how others lead how other leaders look sound and act they understand that there are many authentic ways to lead as there are people which was just amazing to me because it's so true you know you have to be able to speak from what you know and be authentic with people for them to even want to follow you and so Alicia, your book is really theory-based, and that's one reason I thought we would be the perfect pairing, you know, for this project. So based on the theories in your book, how would you connect the
1: articles and theories discussed in class to your book? Yes, so we actually have learned about emotional intelligence and leadership styles during our class. Uh, In one of the articles we've read, and it was article written by Descent, sport and ethos-based on values and servant leadership, Arthur mentioned that leaders should engage people as whole individuals with heart, mind and spirit allows for a deeper consideration of followers. Additionally, he mentioned that compassion, forgiveness and empathy are crucial so that followers may work through mistakes. This article connects the primary leadership with the fact that leaders should focus on empathy to create positive team, teamwork environment. In another article written by Robert C. Schneider, Emotional Intelligence, the Overlooked Component of Sport Leadership, from 2013, author highlighted that emotional intelligence is an essential concept that supports best management practices in sport organization. So the combination of emotional intelligence, which was the main thought of Primal Leadership book, and general intelligence creates an essential foundation for optimal management. What I really enjoyed about this book is that you can apply it in your real life even today. You can use emotional intelligence no matter if you're a leader or not. In private life, you can use this characteristic to help you successfully interact with people who surround you. As a part of the team, it is important to focus on team's emotions and to be able to trust each other. And also, if there is a trust in a team, it is easier to overcome problems and crises.
0: Yeah, so, for me, I thought this was pretty easy um, to relate to the articles and theories because the book is literally centered around an author who played a sport and is utilizing her sport experiences to relate to life, basically. Um, and I think there's a ton of theories and recommendations from Abby's book that can be applied to real life, but I'm going to you know, stick with two. Um, for example, in the article titled Emotional Intelligence, which Alicia touched on, there's five pillars of emotional intelligence that Daniel Goleman, he points out. And that's self-awareness, self-regulation, self-motivation, social awareness, and social skills. Um, And I believe this is really what Abby was getting at. Emotional intelligence plays a really big role in leadership because you have to have a level of self-awareness to know where you're leading from and how you can lead from that position. Um, And social awareness and social skills to figure out what people around you need. And lastly, self-regulation and motivation. You know, you have to have these things to even want to become a leader and lead from where you're at. So the second point I'm going to touch on is the article, Sport and Ethos, Based on Values and Servant Leadership, written by Joy Descends. Um, And as Alicia also pointed out, she outlines characteristics of servant leadership. Um, And on page 62, Van Dyrandick says, these characteristics include empowering and developing people, humility, authenticity, interpersonal acceptance, providing direction, and stewardship. And ironically, Abby addresses these characteristics a lot. Um, As I mentioned earlier, she states that to be a leader, you have to own up and take the title that's given to you by the world. And use it to empower and develop others, you know. Additionally, she also says that there's a big level of authenticity that's required to do this. Um, And she uses her past coach to touch on that and how important authenticity is to being a leader. Um, So people will even want to follow you. And also, you have to have a level of interpersonal acceptance regarding where you are in life to empower and develop others. So, I think Wambach touches a lot on these theories we discussed in class. Um, And before I let you guys go, or we let you guys go, I just wanted to spell out the recommendations that Abby has for individuals reading this book so that they can apply them to their daily and professional lives. Um, And so the first one is you are always a wolf and create your own path. And so she's talking about realizing that you can lead a pack and that you need to create your own path doing that. The second is be grateful and ambition, ambitious and demand what you deserve. The third one is lead from the bench. The fourth is make your, make your failure your fuel. The fifth is champion each other. The sixth is demand the ball. The seventh is bring it all. And last and finally, find your pack. And so going off that last one, find your pack, I think that's a great one to leave you guys with because she's telling you that you can't lead a pack without a pack. And you can't lead a pack without the support and recognition of what everyone brings to the table so i'll let that simmer with you guys um and i think this was just an amazing conversation don't you think alicia of course (laughs) (laughs) so i learned so much from your book and there were so many connections to real life and i'm just so thankful that we could share these findings with you guys so Thank you so much for listening. And if you have the chance, please take the time to pick up these two books. Again, I read Wolfpack by Amby Wambach.
1: And I read Primary Leadership, Unleashing the Power of Emotional Intelligence by Goldman, Boyatzis and Mackey. Check them out, guys. Thank
0: you so much for tuning in. Thank you. Bye.